Hello, welcome to episode 307 of Three Beers in a I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello, sir. Hello, Colin. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday. It's because this is a, our second Sunday in a row, isn't it now? I think so, we were last Sunday as well, actually. Yes, we were. Yeah, um, it, is a, it is a pleasant way to spend a Sunday, I've got to say. It's, um, it's a very chilled out way to spend a Sunday, yes. It, it is. I like it. I'm all kind of sprawled out in my bed, laptop set up. Like, Thankfully is... closed. It's nice. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, at least the top half. Anyway. At least what I can see. Well, yeah, the either always grunt. Yeah, it's that business in the top, partly down the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, are you drinking anything of note on this Sunday evening? Um, I'm drink nothing of note. I'm drinking another of my Goose Island IPAs. Um, the exact same. Must be almost there with the box, surely. I almost think. Well, I think we've got five left, possibly. So you right. only have one for Soiris, and then I'll do something to wow you. Nice. <laughs> you won't wow me. No. Um, I'm, uh, mine didn't explode on me this week, so I've got the original Stormtrooper, but it's called Goon Squad. Oh, wow, it's a fucking clown trooper. Clown That's... trooper? Yeah, it's a Stormtrooper with a fucking clown suit on. Yep, is it is cool? a West Coast IPA. Alright, okay. It's um, very citrusy and fruity, I would say, is the best way to describe it. It's got a very um, like a light, light drink. Um, I don't know if it's light or not, but it's definitely got a, kind of definitely got a tropical nicenessness to it. Um, five point five. But it is literally a stormtrooper with clown makeup. Yeah, that, yeah, it's a, a clown trooper. That's what I'm going to name it. A yeah. clown trooper. They're going to get sued. I don't know how they've not been sued. Well, yet. do you know what? Sued was just take, taking a leaf from my, my book and called it a clown trooper. There you go. Aye, because Disney mm. can't own the word trooper. There's, you know, and they can't own the word clown. So clown, yeah, clown dash trooper. Fuck you, Disney. It'll be like, yeah, but it's a stormtrooper. Yeah, the, the picture always will give it away. Yes, the picture's very, very not. So, um, yeah, it's quite that. obvious from the from the visual as to what it is. I'm so jealous. So I really want. I'm almost tempted to ask you to keep me the can so I can. I'll keep the can if you want. But no, it doesn't count. No, it, it it doesn't. If you've got a can, it's got to be your can or your bottle. If someone gives you, it doesn't count. It's because you didn't okay. drink. You need to drink it to own it. That's that's the laws yeah, of. Can collect and ownership, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my tiny mind, that makes sense. You can to definitely me. buy it online because I've bought this stuff for presents many a time for people. So you can definitely get it online. So have a look. I'll send you the, the website. Okay, do that and I'll try and. You can do that. You know, you get from Colin to Colin. <laughs> from me to me, I like that. That works. <laughs> but let's get started in Colin. There's quite a lot to talk about this week, um, but we've both seen as well. So let's start mm. with TV. Um, TV, yes. So let's start with the main event. The thing we've probably missed in a live for for the past what year, um, yeah. and that is the bear. So we both watched episode season two or season two episodes one to five. Yes, yes. Um, are you enjoying the bear season two? I am loving the bear season two. I, I've yes. kind of read reviews and, and kind of people saying it's better than season one. I don't think it's better. It's as good because right. it's it, it's more of what you want. But yeah. expanding it slightly, I'm, it's just perfect TV, sir. It's just wow. Yeah, um, I can't episode believe... six were coming to it, it's like an hour long. Then it, it goes back to the then it goes back to the half hour format. But just episode six apparently just a big massive long episode for some reason. I think they've done that in the first season. There was one that was longer. There's than one that was as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that, that's exciting. But I can't believe it's taken me so long to to get on board with us. Because I mean, you yeah. kept all all last year, you let the bear, the bear watched the fucking watched it. You were like 
badger in me, badger. I was like, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. And then when I did, I was like, why didn't I fucking watch this when he said? <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? You can watch it, you can watch it, and you can just watch it again because it's so short. Like the episodes, like the first season is only like eight episodes, and it's about 25 minutes an episode. Apart from the, that one episode, but there's, yeah. one, there's one like 20 minute episode as well. Yeah, just, and that, that was such a great episode as well. Yeah. But it's one, uh, what I find, I don't know if you're the same, is you, you watch one and you're just instantly, you're just hitting that button again. You just like yeah, no, I, it's... I, I could have watched it all in one night and I thought I'll do that and I'll just be like I'll be lost after it because I'll be like I'll be yeah. wanting it again. So I thought I'll try and do the best I can to parcel it out yeah. bit by bit. So I watched like three the first night and I watched two um yesterday. So tonight I'll watch maybe two or three more tonight and then I'll finish yeah. it off at some point during the week just to try and Yeah. Just to make it last a week. You know, because I think I've done well to make it last a week rather than just watching it all but, uh... No, I, I think you're right. It is some you need to savour it. It's not oh. one to to just sit and binge all the way through. I think you do need to just savour it a couple at a time and just let it wash over you and you know just really sink in. And then the next night maybe the same. It's yeah. it's just perfect TV. It's um it, it's weird though because like on paper if somebody said what's it about you'd be like, oh yeah it's about these guys trying to start a kitchen or you know working in a kitchen and and on paper that that is the fucking short and curlies of it but it's just yeah. so so well done and so intimate and definitely and, more it's i mean obviously the first season got into carmy's life a little bit again to his yeah. state this one seems to try and get into everybody's life and everyone yeah. in, everyone in the kitchen has almost like they've almost had an episode so far like of like what they yeah. Of what's happening in their world, but it, but it manages to do that in like twenty five minutes. But it mm. breathes life, and you get the characters in that short space of time. I mean, the writing is that that well crafted. Yeah. That you know, it's like twenty five minutes. You see this person, but then you're like, I know so much more, and I'm so connected to that character just with that. Yeah, episode is brilliant. It's even so... a moment for like a moment like you seen Richie with his kid for the first, really the first time, and that was just such a beautiful moment with his kid. I to- totally. I it's just we. I just we things like and the way they do it. It's just mm. so. It's amazing. It, it it deserves to win all the awards. Whatever all the awards it can win, it deserves to win them all, and it should. And if it doesn't, then questions must be asked. Sir. They must be asked. Have you taken the call on very close friend's cousin yet? Just on the back of it. <laughs> no, no, not not yet. But but it's been a few times in the kitchen where we won't pass later and I'll be like behind, and she just looks at me like shut. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're, a, you're an idiot. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I've, I've done that a few times and, and the herd, I've, I've kind of said herd a few times and kind of yeah. that's creeping in. So I mean, herd, and she'll just look at me like, you're a sharp. You're yeah. not a chef. You're not cool in the slightest. Fuck off. But um, yes. yeah, but I, I do like when we things like that kind of sneak into your life and you start to incorporate them into your everyday school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite fun. So it's... It is awesome. It's a fantastic <laughs> show. Season two is. The hype of season one felt that I thought the only way they could go down would be to go down. Even, like, mm. even a drop down would still be enjoyable. Yeah. But I, after five episodes, they've, they've not dropped at all, in my opinion. No. I think it's, if anything, I think it possibly could be better. It's at least the equal of yeah. season yeah. one. If there's something to make it even better. Just, um, just as compelling, like we were kind of discussing um, just before we started, is like everyone you watch, you just want to hit that play button for one more. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can't just, it's, so, it's just so warm and nice and. And offensive as well. I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot. The people that they're mean to each other, but there's, there's a real but, sense of love from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no like there's no agenda. Do you know what I mean, it's not trying to 
force anything at you or you know make a statement it's just it's own wee special things you know what i mean it's just yeah. it's just great viewing sir as you are amazing for watching it in the first place and i'm a dick for not listening to you when you told me to watch sure, it. this one yeah um, and yeah. so the bear we will probably fin- I'm, I'm guessing we'll probably finish the season by next week oh I, i'm fairly confident on that fairly uh secret invasion are you up to speed Oh, yes, I am. Um, hmm. It's got a lot of time up to do in, in episode six, hasn't it? <laughs> it's busy, busy, busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- this one was a... I, th- I don't know. It's just kind of weird, isn't it? It is. Like, not a lot happens each week. You know, you'll get this one like kind of 45-second action piece and then it's all just kind of talking and back and forth. And it, yeah. yeah, you kind of do wonder. You've got a lot to wrap up. Like, for such a big, big kind of... Concept idea. Yeah, it's like... you've. Yeah, not really done a lot of it yet, and do you know what I mean? Where, like, how you how where how are you going to bring the wow to this? Do you know what I mean? One like, episode. I, I think you're going to bring the wow by introducing, I reckon, um, Captain America will be in the last episode. Cap's back, but then no, be, or Cap Sam, you mean? Cap Sam, yeah, he is Captain America though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to think of timelines here, maybe on this one, but this is after. Yeah, so it'll be Cap Sam. Um, or War Machine, I guess, will do, because he's the kind of budget, isn't he? So. Well, I think you could probably do um, yeah. Captain America's. Um, like, the, the budget, they could probably, probably do him more than they could do. Like, For example, Thor's not turning up. No, 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 not, not, no he, he's definitely gone. Um, he's, he's in Iron Man's obviously out of the way as well. Yeah, but so. there's, there's no A-list are going to turn up in terms of like actor, but you might yeah. get Sam turning up because A-list character, but not a-list actor in it, so that makes it. But I would say I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it just now and say they're just going to go B-list and, and they're going to War Machine it somehow. Rhodey's going to get free. War Machine would, would not be surprised to me either. That would make sense as well. Yeah, yeah I reckon yeah. that's what we go. And I reckon Samuel's going to bite the, bite, bite the bullet as well. No, they're not, going to kill, they're not going to kill Sam Jackson in a TV show. think so? Mm, I don't know. Too, it, right. It's too small to kill him off in that. It, it's far, far too small. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Interesting, interesting that the highlight of this episode was, or the big moment in this episode was his tooling up moment, which appeared to be a, putting on a long jacket and an eye patch. That was him essentially pulled up. Is <laughs> he a badass felt, again? Because he's wearing an eye yeah, patch. Like, yeah, he's got a fucking eye patch on. Like, yeah. I don't get it. It's not like, it's not like Rambo, you know, strapping on all the guns or anything like that. Yeah. It's like a guy putting a jacket and an eye patch on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they swaggered out the door, like, off we go. Ah, yeah. And, and Talos as well. Um, that, that was interesting. Um, was... Yeah, and again, but then we'll talk about it before the stuff. Anything that happens in this series, anything that happened in this series, and anything that happens in the Marvel Universe now, you're loath to believe it's actually correct or, or, yeah. or stick, essentially. Yeah, because they can retcon it with our universe shit and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's no there's no real there's no danger now. anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's Mar- um, Marvel. Goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And stakes are something we'll talk about later on, Colin, actually, um, in regards oh. to filmmaking. Um, okay. Anything else you watched then apart from. Um, okay. Um, TV shows. Nope. I watched. Um, I did catch Nimona. Which we'll talk was... about that in a minute. We'll talk about movies in a minute. Um, okay. TV. I will mention my TV show I watched this week, which you will watch because you're going to get Prime Video tomorrow, apparently. Yeah. Um, and that's one called Deadlock which is on okay. Amazon Prime. It's a murder mystery one. It's eight episodes, and it involves a cop in a small town, body washes up on the beach, 
and they've got to investigate it. It turns out there might be a lot more to this one body than one dead body on the beach as they start to uncover everything that happens. It's, a, it's an onion column. They start, un- they start right. unfurling many, many layers of of it's stuff never in this a, town. Never just a murder. There's, there's never just a murder. Everybody's um, bad. Yeah, but it's set in Tasmania. <laughs> it's I would oh. probably people described it like Broadchurch. Did you watch Broadchurch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a real kind of dark humour runs through all of it. Okay. And it's that Aussie humour where, like, you know, everyone calls a spade, you know, a punt of a spade, essentially, is, is what it's all about. Um, yeah. No one really, and there's like, there's, there's a local detective, and then there's one flown in from Darwin who's sort of the, who's the, new, the lead on the case, and she is very abrasive, and they are abrasive with each other, and it's the two of them, sort of, they're Fair dynamic, enough. first of all. Any names in it that, that would recognise? The, the only one I reckon is a guy playing one of the sort of deputies of the guy, the comedian who I, I listen to on a podcast. Right. Uh, but other than that, I didn't recognise anyone in it. Is um, it uh, Hobart? I want to say, is it saying Hobart? No, it's is the place called Deadlock. So that's the name of the place. Uh, right, okay. But I don't know if that's a real place, but I think it's, it's wherever it's filmed, it's not Hobart. The Hobart's like the north end of the island, I think. This is like down the, the bottom. I don't think I've down. ever seen Tasmania on film before. Do you know that? Um, that one that we watched with the girl in Australia, it was from the woman who done Babadook. It was like her, you know, she gets abused at the start of it. She's dragging herself through the undergrowth in a revenge mission, remember? Oh, was that in Tasmania? As, as it, it's not Leave No Trace, but it's something like that. Remember I don't know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Okay, I didn't know that was in Tasmania. And again, I don't know if it's shot in Tasmania, but it's supposed to be Tasmania. In, in Tasmania. Because um, um, Tasmania looks very like Scotland. You know that in my head, Tasmania is just like full of Tasmanian devils all swirling about and splitting and swearing. That's not quite like that. It's basically just like, <laughs> it looks like Scotland essentially. That's what um, that's what it looks like. Um, was it a Nightingale? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's called. I'm, yeah. I'm checking to see if that was filmed in um, Tasmania right now, just to see if you're out of interest actually, oh. um, because it doesn't actually say where it was filmed. Mm. But that was supposedly set in. Uh, oh no, I was so, filmed in Tasmania. It was so, filmed in Tasmania. So does it? Does this deadlock? Does it have that Australian punk feel about it? Is it? Very much Australian punk feel, and it has that, and it has that sort of. Like I said the, the black humour and, and the sort of real dry humour in the sort of the sense of yeah. no frills taking humour runs through it, and it's it's got a sort of it's very much got a kind of feminist bent on it, and the fact that the town has got a woman mayor and the police. Chief, or not actually chief, the main women in the police force is a woman, and a lot of women have rose to power in the town, and right, so it okay. became a, a lot of a haven for like sort of um, the kind of LGBTQ community. So a lot of the, the very like cis white males feel very threatened in this town because they're not in power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, that, there's okay, kind of okay. stuff for that as well, but it's it's very funny and it's very good. Probably runs itself a little bit too long. Like maybe it's yeah. at least an episode, maybe an episode and a half too long. They could have really Maybe could tighten it down to like maybe you know maybe seven episodes rather seven, than eight. Or six or seven, yeah. yeah. Aye, but other than that, I, we watched it and we watched like four in one night, and then we watched like four the next night. So definitely one of those ones that you, you feel compelled to sort of keep going with it. And I, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was really funny. Yeah, sounds like something that, that's right up Lorraine Street anyway. So yes. I dare say it's probably on, on the radar regardless. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I will so. check that out, sir. I will. I will get Amazon Prime sorted for tomorrow and yes. jump on that one. So you watch Deadlock. Um, now, Colin, tell us what you've watched. In, well, you watched one in Netflix that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and you watched one at the cinema. Um, that we'll, yeah, you can talk about yeah. So, um, the one I watched on Netflix was Nimona, which Nimona, you, 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 are, you, you seem to really enjoy. You gave that quite a high rating, 8 out of 10, I believe you gave that. 
Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And sir, I have got to agree with you. What a challenge yeah. film it was. It, it kind of went in on the back of your recommendation, and I was like, right, let's see what he's talking about. And it pretty it grabs you pretty quick. Mm. So it does. And, and I kind of eased into it after about five minutes. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down with this. And Brenda was like, that was a sweet wee story. Do you know what I mean? It's, just... it's a nice world they've built in it with the whole like, sort of medieval world, but it's like yeah. a sort of futuristic aspect to it. And you can see why Disney ditched it because like it's got a lot of stuff that Disney tends to not attach itself to. Yep. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, stuff, that, stuff that they, they would shy away from that they don't want to quite. Well, they, they do try, but um, in their own. Shady and bizarre way, you know, don't really De- definitely, don't really, yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the casting was brilliant as well. She was perfect as the, the shape shifting demon character, um, yeah. Chloe Moret. She, she was you totally nailed it. She just embodies like anarchy and, and chaos, chaos, and you know, just like this childlike wonder about everything, and she just gets it perfectly. She's such a good, good character, um, yeah. And it is, it is quite a simple story, do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, can not being accepted, learning to be accepted, learning who you answer for that is, you know, it's, it's not a complicated story, but it's done really, really well. And, yeah, it's like the, there's, but, there's nothing wrong with having a simple story, you just yeah. tell it well. Yeah. yeah, major feels by the end of it, do you know what I mean? I was like, you're yeah. just kind of rooting for all the right people you should and stuff for that, and, you know, works out who you wanted to, but not in a convoluted way, in a, in a way that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just nice and fuzzy and warm and great film, well done, sir. Um, I'm glad you like that one. Seven and a half out of ten as well. Eight, eight out of ten. Quite oh, wow. it, actually. Let me see what, what did it. Seven and a half. I gave it a seven. seven and a half. Yeah. Seven, I think seven I, and a half. Very yeah. Fair. There is yeah. some some animation issues. I thought it did look a little bit at times slightly not not unfinished, but there's a wee kind of like almost like the, it it wasn't quite good enough. Like say like the Spider Man spiders, but it's like different animation styles all mm. interacting. They have almost like a 2D background with 3D characters, and it felt yeah, a little bit the, out. the details definitely at the front and the back. You know, when you start to look at it, you do see it's a bit, you know, like, yeah. not unfinished, but, you know, there's definitely lacking detail in the backgrounds. Um, it like, because of the characters, when they interact with that environment, it feels a bit off. Yeah, now and again. But overall, sir, that was a beautiful wee watch. Well done. Thank you. Good um, catch. And we'll talk about another one you talk about, you saw at CinemaCon, because um, I'm not probably going to see this film, and that is Elemental, the new Ele- film Pixar. Elemental, yeah, um, Disney Pixar's latest. Um, the, the best thing about this, and I'd forgotten about this, because it's been, what, four years since we've had a Disney Pixar release in the cinema now? It would have been the one with um, Chris Pratt as the sort of Dungeons and Dragons one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Disney short, the wee Pixar short. Oh, the wee short back. Yeah, they, they had the short yeah. back. And it was uh, Doug and the old fella from Up. Um, oh, nice. I, I forgot how much I enjoyed him. Do you know what I mean? I just totally Aye. forgot about it. And it came on and I was just pure full of joy. And I was like, oh my God, Carol and Doug, this is fucking gorgeous. Um, so that was really, really sweet seeing that. Um, that was like kind of seven or eight minutes of the movie was, was dedicated to that and then on to the main event. Um, Elemental, it is... It is Pixar by numbers. Um, you know, take take a interesting concept, so let's mix the elements. So in this film, um, Earth, Wind, Fire and Water um, all kind of live in a world and they all kind of intermingle in a city um, with fire being the one that no one really likes. They, like, they kind of shunned the outcasts um, because they're... The immigrant, like, the immigrant story, essentially. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly that. Although, weirdly, they did cast all the fire elements... Chinese, 
Um, I don't know why. Um, it seemed kind of odd. Remember the way like Lucas done with, with his prequels? It was like, you know, all the kind of Jar Jar's race for all Jamaicans for some reason. I yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. And then you had whatever Wattle was supposed to be, which we all know what Wattle was, and we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, the, the other ones that were kind of Japanese, and you're like, this is yeah. fucking odd. So this was a bit like that. You're like, I don't really understand why you've done that but they've done it anyway yeah. um, vis- visually it was gorgeous um, really disappointing when it comes to the visuals yeah the, the, the fire elements like, honestly I swear every time they were on screen you felt warm oh you, wow you, you could almost feel, feel like, the warmth you know, coming from it yeah um, the water one I wasn't as convinced by but my son he was all around here thought the water ones were amazing um, yeah okay and he was like kind of really into them, but but the, the animation in it is just absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Um, the story it, it's it's nothing new, you know. As I say, it's just it's just about you know acceptance, you know, like the two of them, like the kind of water guy and the the, the, the fire girl, what they be with each other and from different casts, so they can and how did they get around that? And there's a wee mystery that pulls them together that they need to solve mm. to get to the end of the movie. So it's your standard Pixar by numbers. So I mean, like, I think they could do this in their sleep now pretty easily. Um, I have heard, I've not seen it yet, so I can't comment from first-hand experience, but this one does skew quite young. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's aimed at a younger audience. It's it's not got that, that kind of adult kind of content in the movie, something like Toy Story and Nemo had. There's no like kind of sly adult kind of winks and nods in there. Out, kids can watch Inside Out one way, but all adults watching it completely different yeah, way. Yeah, nah, no, this isn't, this is... It's aimed at I'd probably say your kind of six to, to ten year olds is probably right, okay. where it's going to land best. But by all means, it was confident for for Disney Pixar. Um, no qualms with it at all. So it looked absolutely gorgeous. A few chuckles uh, in there as well, and came out feeling you know like yeah, the world's a better place. I guess we're having a fucking Pixar movie and teaching yeah. some morals. Do you know what I mean? I guess um, six out of ten for it. Fair enough. It's quite low for a Pixar film. I feel they have lost a little bit of their mojo. I think. Just kind of, they are magic, but we've seen all the magic. It's like Penn and Teller. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you've seen the trick once and then you see it a second time, it loses a wee bit of that magic, and you get to a point where it's like it's the same old trick's a good trick, but it's the same trick. And I think that's. I think it's also. I think they've actually overcomplicated their ideas. I think so. I think it used to be the very simple ideas that they then executed at a high point. Like Toy Story, it's toys coming alive, right? That's as old as like. You know, kids films every kid was yeah. always come alive you know yeah. you think of stuff like you know even um uh, like the incredibles superhero movie you know the monster in the closet you know the, um nemo's the just thing. yeah it's just yeah. It's, a, it's a getting home story essentially you know or, or you know they're very simplified stories as they've kind of got into these higher concept ideas like you know like um like coco and stuff dealing with death and stuff and, like that yeah. it's soul and yeah. this one Mm. I feel that if, and some of something that pulls up like with something like Wally, they can pull it off really well. But in that in that film, as much as they make an environmental impact, there's a, a an adventure story really at mm. the heart of it. Yeah. Um, and this this seems like it's maybe just the idea is really clever mm. and really interesting, but the story's not there to support the idea itself. Yeah, to say it is a very basic story. There's no let's say you could get like you know a, a four or five year old could pretty much keep up with the plot fairly yeah fairly easily so it doesn't you know it doesn't fucking defy writing or anything like that it's just what it's meant to be you know it's just a well-told tale from start to finish for kids um i but, thought but, so like, i thought so had a great idea yeah 
Yeah. And then it just became a quite a by the numbers story for a lot, big chunk of it. I like Soul of Soul. I'm gonna to disagree with that one because I thought Soul was amazing. I think that's why one of our finest. Um Fair but I, there's been a few that definitely as you're saying the fucking the idea's bigger than the story you're kind of putting it to. I used to support it, yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. But I, I would go and see it just to say just to feel nice and warm and cozy by the fire. It's it'll, unfortunately it'll probably be on Disney Plus for the next like ten days or something because apparently um, Flash is now out to rent. Jesus, it doesn't take long at all, does it? It's insane how quick it was. It's one that will translate well to small screen. I don't think yeah. it needs a cinematic viewing to to get the flavour. Do you know what I mean definitely right, not? Okay. So it'll work well. You know, if you've got a decent sized telly and you you kind of you you get it. But yeah, there's just let's see, the nicest thing was every time the fire caught it, just I felt warm inside. Do you know what I mean like I could nice. feel the heat almost? And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's move on from something else come to a point we've both seen and that is something that is uh, on Netflix and mm. that is Bird Box Barcelona which is directed by David Pastor and Alex Pastor um, or Alex Pastor um, they've done a couple of films, they've done The Occupant they've done The Last Days, done Carriers they have got a bit of a penchant for um, doing films about sort of end of the world you know, cities in chaos you know, that yeah. kind of ground zero kind of moment, you know, when things all yeah. start this is their niche, the the found a wee niche. This is their mover, if you would be. Yeah. Um, so this film, it's, it's amazingly, it's, we'll get to it in a minute, but it's very much Bird Box, where it's day one of the sort of the moment when things in Bird Box start to happen, which is basically it's a world where there's a, a threat, don't know if it's a monster or something you know, from, from space or if it's something from mm. deep within the earth. But essentially, if you look at it, you become psychotic and the chances are you'll probably end up either you know, killing yourself before killing others, or killing others and killing yourself, or just mm. killing yourself straight off. You'll commit yeah. suicide usually um, after yeah. seeing whatever this monster or whatever this thing is. I've, so, I've decided it's a rapture. I've decided. Makes I sense. Don't know, I don't know why. It's as much sense as anything else. <laughs> um, and in this one, it's set in Barcelona, and this is happening. And you basically got to find your way through. You've got to basically got to not look at it. So you've got people walking through a city blindfolded. This guy tries to find his way to rescue his kid, and then from there, get out of the city. Essentially, yeah. sort of the basic plot. And it's sort yeah. of total two timelines when you see what was happening day one, and then you're sort of seeing a few months yeah. in the future. Yeah, after aftermath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you're seeing it in sort of two different timelines. Um, and the thing you got, um, I don't really know these actors. They're all they're all Spanish, I believe. So you got Mario Mario Casas. Uh, Diego Calva, Alejandra Howard, I think she might be English, Lola Dume, Georgina Campbell, Nalia Shubruth, and Leonardo Stargralia. So all good names. Um, <laughs> I would say I I quite like the concept of Bird Box. I think it I think it stuffed a little bit because it came so hot on the heels of the Quiet Place. But yeah, like, the Quiet Place like oh you can't. You've got to be really quiet and you can't say anything. But this one's like, well, let's just do something else. You can't see something. Whereas I think the book, The Bird Box, was out before The Quiet Place. Before The Quiet Place, I believe. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's actually, it's not it's not ripping it off in any way. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest disappointment with this one was it didn't really do anything that interesting or different. It just sort of basically has done The Bird Box story, but set it in Barcelona rather than set it in, like, sort of the... Um, whatever it was, on a river and stuff in, in America. It didn't really... Yeah. It didn't. It just basically told us roughly the same beats to the story as well. It didn't really do pretty, much. Pretty much. Group, a group of survivors band together and then, you know, there's like, you know, 
skullduggery and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, it, I guess it did try and kind of do something different with the main antagonist the slash protagonist, where he a was. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they set up some rules with him, and they set up some rules of what's happening, but then they seem to ignore them when it became annoying. Yeah. That makes, you know, when, yeah. when, when adhering to the rules would mess up the story, the rules got abandoned, and then yeah. they were picked up again after what was going on. So that annoyed me a little bit. If you only make yeah. up rules for something, you know, continue to have Also, set. the biggest problem I had with, um, I'll try not to kind of give two minutes, but it's on Netflix. It's not like yeah. people are going to see it anyway. But you've got, at the start, you've got the hero, who then turns out to be, oh, wait a minute, he's not a hero. Uh-huh. For a lot of the movie. And because you know early on he's the bad guy, he's the villain, when they flip him again, you find Apple, I found it really hard to root for him because I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but you know, he's 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 a dick, you know, he's a bad guy. Um, I'm I'm not rooting for him, and that I think that's what really got me is I just didn't like any of the fucking characters, and the one you were meant to like, well, it's like no, he's the bad guy, so I can't yeah. like him. That that's what kind of really unsettled me with the whole experience of it. That being said, I did like him as an actor. I thought he was really good. As an actor, yeah, definitely the most um, sort of. Uh, Sort of interesting person on screen, like he was. You found himself, you found yourself drawn to him in a way. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like I'm with you. I wasn't rooting for him, but I found him at least mm. interesting. He was on screen. He didn't. Yeah. It was the rest of him seemed in the nicest possible way. A little bit kind of almost like you know B movie soap actor esque. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine him going on to other things. I would say. Because yeah. yeah, he's um, quite handsome, charismatic. You know, like kind of good chops about him and stuff like that yeah. as well. But yeah, they, I think they just just kind of pulled about the character too much for me. He kind of. I'm like, sorry, but I don't want to yeah. fucking root for you. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just felt like there could be a better story. It, it, I get the idea of not doing a sequel, but apparently there is a sequel book, so there is another story um, that follows on. It's called Marjorie, I think is the name of the, the second book. Okay. But which I think follows the same the characters again from the first one in some way. I get not doing that. I get doing like a sort of sequel, almost like trying to tell us in a different place. But yeah. if you're going to do that, make the story different. You know, make it give it something yeah. that makes it not. And yes, you're right. There's a slightly newer element in it, but it doesn't vibe with. It, it didn't. It was there, but it wasn't there. If that makes sense, you know, it, it was, it was yeah. old, and it just didn't really. The majority of the story was simply the bird box story. Yeah, yeah. Is and, is there much more that you can do with a bird box story? Because I, I do like what you're saying. Like, why not have bird box? Fucking North Korea, do you know what I mean? Bird Box Tokyo. But, I don't, you could do something like you could set it in a place like you could set it in like a, I don't know, set it in a nuclear silo or something, or do mm-hmm. something like that, you know, you know, do yeah. something, but you know, make it a location like that, you know, or just if you're going to set it in Barcelona, tell us like a different story, like maybe someone who's already blind and they're trying to now negotiate this world where like they, because like there's a bit in the film where like the people who are blind, the blind kids beat them up. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, and the, and the, you know, was it the in the King of the Blind, the one-eyed man? Mm. These, these blind kids almost have got. They're almost at an advantage already. Yeah. So that's an that to me is an interesting story. At least you know how how would this? Or even a, a military a military perspective. Do you know what I mean like how yeah. do, how do they do? Do you know what I mean there is yeah there's stuff there they can do, but they've really missed it. The rest have just done as you say. Let's get the eighties heads and. You know, avoid uh, perils on the way. Do you, you know, it's yeah, do it, it's do it like Shin Godzilla. Yeah, make it from like a governmental point of view, like the, of the government watching the world collapse. You know, how do they yeah. deal with? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, no. we know what the threat is, so you know, show us 
don't show us surviving the threat. Show us how you fucking deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, some something more. There's more there, and uh-huh. this this just didn't. It, it just didn't want to to do anything other than be bird box, but in Spain. Yeah, it was kind of safe. There's nothing yeah. inherently bad about it, mm. but it felt extremely unnecessary because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Out of ten, Colin. Four out of ten from Colin. Five for myself. Yes, it, it, it can't mock it for anything. Like, like it, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But I felt there's a better story just on the surface. If it, you know, if there's a couple of runs at it, to try and just find something different. I would yeah. Feel. The problem is, yeah, as we've seen what it can do, that that's the problem. Is and, and Sandra Bullock done it better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He don't have a book in this, but you do have Mario, Mario Cossas, so we'll keep an eye out for him. Colin. He might be a big actor in years to come. I think, this. yeah. I think he could be right. He's, he's definitely got water ball charisma, so we'll, we'll yes. check him out. We'll follow his career. Yes. <laughs> Listen, well, Colin, like, well, I'm going to talk about very quickly about films before we go into the main event, Colin. One that's on Amazon Prime, um, and that is a film called Robots, um, directed by Casper Christensen and Anthony Hines. Casper uh, Christensen is a Danish gentleman, he's done lots of Danish television. And uh, Anthony Hines is a writer best known for writing the Borat movie and the Ali G show. So, oh, right, okay. Very odd sensibilities mm. coming together, I would say. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. 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 The set, it's set in the future where basically uh, him. So Tesla, I think they make it out. So they've invented this robot that does all the chores of human beings, but they make them look specifically very unrealistic looking. So it's in, into your AI world, make them look like kind of ro- the robots. They look like humans, but they're kind of like flat faced. They don't really look like people. Right. Okay. Thank you. Right. And they're allowed to just do menial tasks, you know, doing the rubbish pickup, make sure your dry cleaners up. They just go about just doing things they only done. It's illegal to make a robotic version of yourself. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Two of these characters, two characters in the film, they make robotic versions of themselves. One to help her be a gold digger, and another one does it so he can basically go and bang many women. So he sends the robot out, it goes on all the dates, and they're ready to do the deed. Robot comes yeah. home and keeps it. Still wear a flat face? No, they're like them. That's a, that's a, that's ah, a right. Okay, robot right. can't make an exact copy of yourself. Right, I get you. Right, okay, cool. Got okay. you, got you, with you. Yeah. The two robots somehow, uh, the robots do the deed, and that makes them sentient. Some degree, um, and the two humans are going to try and basically destroy the robots to bring themselves back to make so they have lives back. And also, if they get caught making fake robots of themselves, or fake versions of themselves, they can go to prison for like 50 years or some shit. Quite right, yeah, because this AI shit's got to have fucking some penalties for being bad guys, for sure. Yes, uh, so we've got Jack White um, and Shailene Woodley, and uh, well. So I was intrigued by this, not because the idea sounded kind of it's not a sci-fi film. We've seen many sci-fi films and robotics and stuff. It's not anything new in that big. But I found what I found interesting was I didn't think Jack Whitehall and Shane would look like romantic lead of a romantic of a homecom. Seemed most unsympathetic of kind of lead actors you could possibly pick they, for them. Definitely the least likely people I would think of. If I was cast a movie like that, my go-to wouldn't be let, let let's do those two, Jack Whitehall and fucking Shalene. I'd be like, no, that that's not where my head goes at all. Yeah, and I think the the book of this was written in the nineteen seventies, so I imagine it's a lot of a darker book. They've definitely they've definitely comedy this up to make it a comedy as opposed to I think it's more like mm. a straight edge sci-fi in the original book. Um, it's kind of an uninspiring rom-com because. You don't ever believe that the two of them should really be together. Like they both, there's like yeah. there's about as much chemistry sexually, Colin, as between me and you. I'm, I'm going to say less, sir, because 
<laughs> there's some here maybe possibly yeah it's, there's, there's absolutely I mean the wee sci-fi twist on it is still is there but it's mm. still pretty bland and it I would say this as well it looks cheap as fuck like because I don't know if it's because the budget wasn't there for it but this is set in like 2037 mm. and there's nothing about it that makes it look futuristic like I don't need I don't necessarily need to see flying cars yeah. but you need to make something that makes me go this is now set something you know yeah, you want to see uh, like a fancy phone or something, do you know what I mean? Or fucking something, anything that makes it feel yeah, like the future. Yeah, floating TVs or some shit, just anything that gives you a... Anything yeah, makes it feel yeah. like the future. Um, Jack, well, he's not a completely unwatchable lead. He's, he's sort of, he, he's, he's got a smugness to him that you don't really, you don't like him, if that makes, you know. I think the, the problem I've got with Jack Whitehall is he, he's a posh boy comedian. That, that, he's, yeah. just, he's a posh boy stand-up comedian. And, and if you're not, you know, if you're like us poor white trash people you don't like that type of person that, that, I, I that's the bottom line and i know it's shallow as fuck but i, I don't I, I mean i'm like you're an you're a upper class twat that, that you know has fucking had your whole life under your plate and you know i, I don't like you i don't need, I don't need <laughs> to get leads in movies because of this so yeah yeah that's, pretty, yeah. that's our personal bias possibly called, yeah. but i just i didn't buy him as, as who he's supposed to be in this film he, yeah. he's supposed to be kind of like a don juan you know seductor you know of women and yeah and I've never bought that from her. Like, there's this guy. Like, yeah, I think I could buy it with some actors, but like, you know, if they put Ryan Gosling in the role, I could buy that. You know, he, yeah. he can play that role. You know, and yeah. But I didn't really buy Jack Whitehall playing the role. Sheila Woodley, who I've, I do find a bit like a reptile in the sense that I don't know if she's got any warmth to her whatsoever. She yeah. Feels, I, yeah. <laughs> she seems a very cold actress. You know, just yeah, yeah. Personality-wise, I but. She's, I think she's slightly better than than, than expected. Now she she has to play sort of multiple different roles because like there's sort of three versions of her in the film, and they're all slightly different. So she gets to sort of maybe have a bit of fun with that and maybe show okay. off a little bit more of us of her comedic side. Um, but the problem with it and the main problem is, Colin, what do you want to say about comedy? If it doesn't make you laugh, then it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. I I totally. This didn't make me laugh. So what really? So. If you're going to be a comedy and not make me laugh, then you're not a comedy. Is it, are the jokes there, but they just don't land? Or is the just jokes... They try, they try, but they're just, the jokes aren't funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. They just they don't land. Um, so, yeah, this this was not a good watch. Um, oh, really, a f- very, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to say the, the odd thing was, the best thing I ever think was Shailene Woodley. I, I thought she was at least charming in times at points, you know, with what she was playing and enjoyed her more than anything else. Enjoyed her in this more than I've seen her in anything else. So for that, yes. I'm just like, I'm maybe slightly turned around on her, possibly. Is did you go in? With, I mean, I'd have went into this with low expectations, just, just based probably, on, I no, no, on no, just, like, I went low expectations. Yes, right. Okay. It didn't so, even achieve those low expectations. Is what I would say. because uh, sometimes that helps if you go in with low and like, you know how bad can it be? But yeah, it sounds like it was as bad as it could have been. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, oh so, no. A very weak four out of ten. Oh, see, you need to get tough on this shit. You two out of ten. That shit. Go on, do it. Drop, drop it down. No, one, go on. Give it a three. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Four out of ten. I'm not being mean for no reason. Um, (laughs) Off that call, we'll go for the main event in cinema um, the last couple of weeks um, until Friday, um, which was even something even bigger, which we'll probably discuss next week once Mm. we've caught up on the the Barbieheimer madness. Yes, Barbieheimer madness, which I was (laughs) reading about that today. I didn't realise that was an actual thing. Do you know what? You're the only person who didn't realise it was an actual thing. Well, let's... Yeah, let let's go and see both movies in the same day. That's a fucking terrible idea. That that's yeah. 
that's a silly idea. That's not two movies that they want to experience back to back. That's but it's silly. not. I think that's the point was it was two different crowds really. There's only there's a very small you, of, yeah. Def, entirely different fucking right. crowds. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're going to, we're going to properly next week, but just a wee quick question. I haven't seen. I've seen one of these films. I saw Oppenheimer. I've not seen Barbie. Mm. I'm going to see Barbie tomorrow. Mm. So. I went to cinema yesterday, I come out, I come out of the film we're going to come out and talk about, and then I went to see Oppenheimer, but in between the films I was in the foyer. Foyer of the cinema, fucking rammed. Like, I'm talking, like, wall-to-wall people. Like, the biggest yeah. I've seen in a cinema probably in the last two or three years. Like, yeah. properly, absolutely same. rammed. Yeah, exact same. Yeah. Yeah. I went and seen Oppenheimer, yeah. 12 people in it. Oh, interesting. So I went to see Barbie with my kids, and I would say there was three seats empty in the whole screen. Yeah. And I went to see Oppenheimer today and I had to book the very front row because oh, right, okay. it was the only seats available. It was packed as well. Well, I went to see it on a Friday night, so maybe Friday night Barbie's more of a Friday night film, possibly. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, it was like, I was like, when I went to the cinema going, I think I'd be absolutely rammed, walked into the walked into Oppenheimer, like, like, holy shit, I pretty much did the cinema to myself. That's, yeah, that's, that's strange. Um, I did notice me, me and my daughter when we was, went to see Barbie, um, we were walking through the city centre and the amount of pink on display is yeah. fucking insane. Like everybody yeah. is just wearing pink or dressed yeah. in pink or wearing pink wigs and it's just it's just like seared into my eyes. Just everything's pink just now. It's mental. Mental. Yeah, anyway, we'll talk more about anyway, these films next yeah. week. Once, once yeah. we've seen both of them. Um, so what we'll talk about this week, Colin, is a film with far too much punctuation, and that is Mission Colon Impossible Colon Dead Reckoning Colon Part One. Colon. Colon. <laughs> um, directed by Chris McQuarrie, um, who directed um, recently The Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Um, yep. Also did Jack Reacher, where he, I think it was the first film he done with Tom Cruise. Cruise yeah. And he done The Way of the Gun as well. So, plot of this film is, it starts off like Hunt for Red October. The Russians will get something that keep, makes them look like they're going invisible. Um, yeah. And a submarine. Turns out that's it's not. There's a, an algorithm, there's a computer program that something's invented that essentially can hack into all the world systems and basically put ghosts in the machine that make you think you see things that aren't there. Yeah. Anyway, Russian sub gets sunk. The keys for this go missing, and it's up to Ethan Hunt and his team to go and collect these keys and find them um, and bring so they can figure out what it actually does, essentially. That's the MacGuffin yeah. idea behind it. Very much so, yeah. Um, so Ethan's looking for these, but also every other government in the world is looking for these, as is every bad guy in the world looking for these. So the whole world's <laughs> wanting these keys. Um, um, in the film, you've got back at Ethan Hunt, you've got Tom Cruise. Um, he is ably assisted, as always, by Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. Ving Rhames is agent, third villain. My God, well done. Well done to that man for getting that. That is phenomenal yeah. agenting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, for sure. Let, let but no, my boy, I want my boy up there. He's you get my boy up there, or he's not doing this film. Okay, fuck phenomenal work. Also, Haley Atwell is uh, sort of the, obviously the love interest. The love interest. She's like the female lead. Um, yep. Rebecca Ferguson, Mark Gattis, Vanessa Kirby, Paul Clementif, Carrie Elways is in it as well. Um, yes, Henry Selznick um, comes back from the first movie. He was um, in the yeah. very first film. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And you've also got Shea Wiggum, um, who's in the film as well. And we always love to see Shea yeah. pop and things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you were, I, I think you're much more up in this film than I am, Colin. What, what do you think of this one? Um, I had an absolute riot watching this film. I had a whale of a time. Um, I think we've discussed before how Mission Impossible films, they are one of the few kind of sequels and franchises that improves and gets better and better each film. 
and I'm, I'm confident to say it's that it's continuing that trend. I think this one that they've up the stunts that they've, they've kind of taken a level. They've narrowed the story. There's a very linear story this time. I thought I thought the yeah. story was a very A to Z, which was nice because sometimes they're a bit twisty turny for the sake of being twisty turny on occasion. Yeah. Whereas this one, I was like, no, that's cool. It's just a nice straightforward. Um, Mr. Cruz still got it. I think he's looking a bit older now, but he's still you're still convinced by him. Um, Hayley Atwell was was a very welcome addition to this universe. She is Agreed, yes. brilliant in it. Uh, Mr. Pegg's looking a bit old, as is he Mr. Like he's definitely been on, um, I think he spent his um, lockdown and like sort of sunning himself somewhere. He looks quite... Yeah, like, Holly- Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah, he looks very <laughs> Hollywood, I would say, yeah. Um, and it, it just is what you got. You're going to see Mission Spoff, you're going to see Tom Cruise doing a couple of really big stunts and lots of running about, and it gives you that. It's not amazing, you know, you're going to see what you're expecting to see, and that, that's what I got from it. It's like when I'm expecting everything it gave me, I was like, tick all the MI boxes. I mean, that, that, that was it for me. All the boxes were ticked. Big stunt was there, lots of running about. Um, Lots of locations, hot girls, masks getting ripped off, tick, 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 tick. All of them. Fair enough. Um, cool. I, okay, I enjoyed it. Like, it's an enjoyable action thriller, right? For what yeah. it is, it's enjoyable, right? It's got, yeah. like you said, it ticks a lot of boxes for it. Um, set piece stuff's always very impressive. Dug it. It's, it's, it's all well done. Biggest feelings of this film that I have with, number one, it's very much a first-parter. It doesn't... Yeah. And for that, I felt cheated with it. It felt it didn't feel like a proper story. It felt it's half a film. It's See, I, I, was opposite. I was quite happy because I was like, right, cool, so part one is get the keys. Got the keys? That's kind of uh, my... It's, it's, to me, it's half a film. It right, like okay. Half a film. And okay. it felt like an unresolved story, so that pissed me off a little bit. The second part is it's a bit more go with me on this, where I think their marketing campaign fucked them a little bit for me in terms of storytelling, because remember, I think, I think it was Fallout did a thing when he was stapled to say the fucking plane and just took off, remember? Yeah, yeah. And everyone, you're watching that going, holy shit, that is what a way to finish a film. That's insane. No, they've done that in the first four minutes of the movie. Yeah. You're like, so that point you're going, holy shit, where's this going to go? Like, if that's in the first yeah. four minutes, what the fuck's going to happen next? Yeah, what we're going to do. Whereas yeah. this yeah. one, we've all seen the motorbike jump off and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't happen to the final 20 minutes. Yeah. You're, that's... you're sitting there going like, well, I know the motorbike thing's still to come. I know yeah. and they're still in like Abu Dhabi right now, so it can't be here. So yeah. as soon as you yeah. say, right, we're going to... It was Austria. You go right. Okay, now we're gonna get the motorbikes done. Yeah. So at the point when he's doing stuff, and if he didn't know what was coming, there were real tensions. Like, why is he getting sent up a mountain? Why is Simon yeah. Pegg sent up a mountain? And, but because we've all seen the trailer, we've seen the stunts. Yeah, we go, yeah. Tra- I know that was gonna happen. The trailer definitely fucked over. The only thing that that I was no, I totally get you with that because you are you're 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 waiting for the stunt and you're like it's not here. It's okay, I know it's not here, and you, you kind of yeah yeah. It, there's no surprise when it does happen. It's no, not like, it doesn't wow you at the start and you're like fuck. Where are we going now? It is you know it's like you're waiting for it, which is rubbish. What did impress me though was the the, the full train scene. I really enjoyed that. But the train scene, trailer, I thought that was awesome. The like, trailer gives you a wee. Yeah. Twenty seconds of that, but it's a, it's a fifteen minute scene. So I, that I was happier oh. about. Yeah. I hadn't seen any of that, so that I totally was absolutely invested in, and I've totally bought into that. Yeah. I think they could have built a trailer around something more that, than, than promoting just the, the that. And I think, again, that may be my fault, I've seen too much of it, and that could be possible. But I think from a narrative point of view, that, I wouldn't say ruined the film for me, 
but definitely took a sense of tension out of it. Now, there's always a sense of tension taken away because the fact is, you know, Tom Cruise will survive. Yeah, always, yeah. You always know that fact, okay? So there is always that. Um, he's very intense. I thought Atwell was the best thing in it. I thought she was really good. Brilliant, um, it? yeah, yeah. Bit disappointed that I thought Rames and Peg were very sidelined. Didn't really get much to do at all. Yeah. And so did Rebecca Ferguson. She was very sidelined as well. It was a real shame. And she's she's an amazing actress. She yeah. has got so much to give, and they just yeah underused. Um, There's one point she just sits about when you go to the nightclub. She's sitting in a chair watching them, doing nothing at all. Yeah, doing totally. nothing at all. Going, oh, that is such a waste of a, such a great actress and a really interesting character. Yeah, totally. Just she, she's totally been slipped. Sorry about Hayley Atwell's it now. It's almost like the new Bond girl, do you know what I mean? Aye. That's in Hayley Atwell's like, no, she's a, you, out of the way, Rebecca, fuck's sake, you're blocking. This one, for the most part, I thought Mission Impossible films have a real kind of stretch of humour running through them a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't feel the humour was quite there. It was almost, it was a bit too po-faced. Yeah. A couple of wee moments yep. were funny, but not enough. Yeah. And the only person I thought who knew the kind of film he was in was Shea Wiggum. Yeah. You hear a couple of moments, like his speech in the plane when he's telling the the, the, um, the soldiers what they're looking for. I thought that was fantastically delivered. He kind of he seemed to get the the madness of this, and the fact he keeps pulling on people's faces all the time. Yeah, yeah I found that I thought that was really funny. Like he's so I having, totally he's having fun, fun with it. it. But everyone else, I was like, I can only remember really one decent sort of like hit with a Tom Cruise sort of moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So Do you think? Do you think the problem with, with these films is the stunts have become bigger than the film? And, well, that, and that's, well, that's the problem. Apparently they shot the stunt first. Yeah. They didn't know where it would be in the story. They didn't know if that was going to be the end of the third act or the middle of the second or the start of the first. So to me, that's mm. a really odd way of filmmaking just to do the stunt first and then try and figure a story. Like almost you have to like retroactively fit the stunt into the, the stunt story. And, yeah, which it shouldn't be. There should be the story there, you know, and, you know, let, let's fucking, there's the stunt in the story, not, not yeah, I get you Aye. that. So, I it's, you. it can work. I think they've done the same for Rogue Nation and for the Fallout. I think they've done mm. the same thing for that. So, yeah. it can totally work. It's not like it's it's a bad way of doing it, because it, it, be, it can be beneficial. But in this case, I do feel that they were always they were almost too clever with the market of trying to get to get the asses in seats first of all. Yeah. But then it, it, to me, it just I was I felt a bit I'm not going to say bored because there was enough going on that was that was interesting me. Yeah. And there's enough stuff and like so it did sag in the middle a little bit, but I was always conscious of like well, I'm waiting for this I'm waiting for this, you know that, I, I know that, this is going to have to come I'm looking forward I, I and I've definitely been looking forward to something happening and knowing it's so essential to the plot and the story that it's the sort of it's. Everything else was just tension prior to that. I think the problem as well with this stunt is it shows you so much of the stunt in the trailer. Yeah. That by the time you get to it, you're like, I've seen this 12 times now. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Because they do show you the stunt in its entirety, almost. And almost, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, you don't. Uh, we know it's Tom Cruise, we know he can do stunts, but just hold back a wee bit, man. Just that wee bit of mystique yeah. is, is what makes the difference, do you know what I mean? But it yeah. They've done even more insane shit for the second one, they've not told us about it, and this was, this was the way you get your asses in seats. So if that's Possibly. the case, then well played to them. But yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I did, I'm not, I didn't love it. I, I enjoyed, yeah. I think, Rogue Nation and Fallout more. Yeah. Um, out, the, out, the, out the Macquarie ones, for sure. What did you think of? What, what I said earlier on, what, what I felt what, in terms of storytelling, this was the most linear 80s head story for a long time in Mission Impossible. It's a very simple story, you know. Yeah, get, yeah. 
Yeah. They get into the whole AI thing that does get up. It's just trying semi complicated and they try and get into this whole like, sort of idea of like, you know, everything's already predetermined and it's done the, yeah. kind of, like, the, the Doctor Strange thing of like it's worked at 50,000 million permutations a minute. And it's yeah. So they do get a wee bit of that kind of shit, which I'm like, Ugh. but mm. the general story of like, there's a key, we need that key, go get the fucking key. Everyone else wants that key, make sure they don't get the key, you get the key yeah. first. That yeah. to me was pretty straightforward and that worked and I enjoyed the, that part. There was. Um... In this one, there was a, a, an unusually high amount of Tom running in this one, I thought. I thought there was not a lot of Tom. I thought it was actually quite a, there wasn't a lot for a, a good long time. Like, I thought there was tons. Something, something really saw him run was when he was running through the bit with all the candles. But a lot of the running, I felt, was like, you're just running for the sake. It's like, we know Tom runs, and we know he likes to run, and, it, you know, he looks cinematic running, but it's like, you need to run so much, man. Fucking hell. Stop, stop running, Tom. I guess, like, <laughs> one, a couple of scenes, like, the f- couple of scenes when he's chasing after him, you go, like, I think we've got it after the first minute you're chasing somebody, you can, you need to make something yeah. more interesting. Like, the car chase when he's chasing down Hayley Atwell yeah. and the motorbike, that was funny because, like, she's barking into everything, she's a shit driver, so that was the yeah. funny part. That was a bit in the laugh, the fact that it was, like, he's chasing her yeah. by the fact she's bashing into everybody. That was, yeah. that was funny. And the, the whole chase through, is it Rome? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really well done as well. Yeah, yeah, that, it was yeah. properly like sort of you know Italian job style with a wee car yeah, and all. Yeah. Absolutely dug that. It was all great action film. Just as a film, I just I can say that I was just a wee bit underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you're waiting for the next one now, so you look fucking hell. You know, just as soon as it got I can remember looking at my watch and like and it was like two hours into it, and you told me it was like two and a half hours, and it was like two yeah. hours into going, right, the train stunt's not been mm. so that's still got to come and that's and then there's still enough film to come, so I'm not going to get enough resolution. I didn't get enough resolution from the actual film. Yeah, but I, think that's, I think it annoyed me the most. What did you think of Paul Clementif? Again, very good, but not enough of her. Yeah, yeah. Although, I, 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 spoke, I think he spoke a line in it. Um, I, at the end, she did remember. She spoke she, a French line, that's yeah, it. Yeah, well, what, one line, and, and that was it. So she was like the, the, the strong, tyrant, silent, silent like, oriental Japanese killer type yeah. ninja girl assassin thing it was good. not, not it was to good. be trophy but she was yeah yeah but yeah she, she's good at kick-ass stuff i like her as well yeah, but I no like I, I enjoy it it's pure popcorn it was it's it, it, pure popcorn sh- I, was never, yeah. I was never i was never overly bored a couple of times i looked at my watch yeah. but i never really going like oh my god i hope this thing ends yeah, I was like, yeah. this is i was enjoying it the rush for most of it but it was just there was a sort of a, a nagging sense of this is not going to finish and i'm, I'm not really I'm not loving it. I wanted to love it, but I didn't quite love it. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Well, may, maybe he is pulling away over the eyes and the next one is going to be like, ha you fucker, there you go. Aye. And hopefully, hopefully, could be hopefully. Absolutely. Maybe. Out of ten, sir, you go first. Seven. Nine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just enjoyed the ride. I was just, I, I, I sat it, down no. and I was... It's, it's pure action cinema, and it does what yeah. Mission Impossible films do, and they have been yeah. consistently very good. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't really often watch Mission Impossible films again. So Save actually, yeah. Yeah. I'd be very intrigued to know if I would like if I rewatched Fallout or Rogue Nation again, would I get the same kick from it? No. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we should do that one time. We have a, a, a mission, a mission Impossible. off. Yeah, a mission off and see. Because I I, I couldn't really remember much of the first one and the second or third one, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that as well. They're so. all very desperately they're all very different. The first one was, you know, De Palma. The second one yeah. was Joe. The third one was um JJ. Yeah, Abrams and then James Wan was. Did James Wan do one? Was, was possible? No. Maybe hold on. Well, then Macquarie well, came well, in for the last three. Macquarie and Cruz seem to work well together. There's definitely a partnership there. A good bit of yeah. um, 
sort of chemistry and yeah, you know, yeah. you know what each other can do. Um, yeah. yeah. What is? I can't remember what they were all called. So we had Mission Impossible, Fallout, Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible Three, Mission Impossible Two, Ghost Protocol. That was the other one, um, and that was directed by Brad Bird. Brad, yeah, which was a weird choice, but it worked yeah. strangely enough. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so then, then it's been since since that one. So so since Rogue Nation, Fallout, and then this one, it's been the quarry. Interesting what I noticed for the first time. I don't know if it's just recently it's happened. It's a Tom Cruise production, not a Cruise Wagner production. Oh, I wonder what's happened there. What was happened with Paula Wagner? Maybe yeah. maybe it's something I've just missed in the press, but I was like, oh, maybe she brought something to it that we don't know. Yeah, possibly. So someone who's one of the things that are on, like you, you don't know it's missing until it's gone. Just out of curiosity before we, before we wrap up, uh, Macquarie, I've got it in my head that Macquarie's a bit of a kind of, had a few duffs in his time. What's, what's Macquarie done before? Directing style? Macquarie won an Oscar for Usual Suspects. Let me see. Who, who am I thinking of? Who's the other one? McHugh? Who's he? Who's McG. the one that done it? McG, ah, right, okay, I'm getting them mixed up. Okay, cool. It's, it's Very different filmmakers. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. McG's shape is, is what I'm trying to say. And I know. Yeah, McCoy was more, I think he was more of a writer for the longest time. He, he wrote, yeah. he writes all his films anyway, but he also wrote stuff like, um, right, I'm just getting this now, um, like more recently he wrote, like Usual Suspects, The Way of the Gun, Valkyrie he wrote as well, um, The Tourist, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, he wrote a screenplay for Edge of Tomorrow. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Also, the mummy, which will um, not the <laughs> not not the good mummy, the, the the Tom Cruise mummy, the Tom Shipman. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that was in 2017, mm. and we almost just forget about the Tom Cruise was in that absolute dud of a film. Remember, that was an absolute I think horrendous. Tom film. Cruise would like it that way as well. I think. Yes, I think like, he let's please forget that it was ever in that. Um, no, McQuarrie's okay. It's it's McGee. It's terrible. That's, that's if you ever get a chance, the Empire. Podcast always does like a big massive interview with Macquarie on um, a lot of these films, and mm. I think the last one was on Mission Impossible, um, the Rogue Nation one, and it was something like a set four hour, four or five hour podcast, like in two parts, just discussing the whole making. It was I've been amazingly interesting to see how a, like a, a filmmaker more, more interesting in the film possibly. Mm, <laughs> that. Just, I like it. I like those two films. Um, um, Breaks down how how the film was made and like what they're doing and, and how they work it and why they do things. It's very interesting, you know, to see a, a guy. Um, then just do bring it down an almost insular level. You're like, I feel like you're, you're show me too much how the how the cookies made. You know, yeah, I don't don't, yeah, don't don't you know show me the trick, but not how it's done. Yeah, just what you imagine. Yeah. Keep keep me believing. Um, just quickly before we go, there is a weird documentary thing on Sky Cinema. Um, right. and it's Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell and um, Benji all basically talking about the stunts from each film it's very very weird watching because it's uncomfortable to see this I'm going to say ham-fisted fake relationship that that Tom Cruise has got with Simon Pegg it's it's very weird because they're all on a couch you know like best buds and fist bumps and woo you're great no you're I mean it's, it's watch it just for the awkwardness of it, it's fucking a, a strange beast. It feels almost, it's one of the things where, like, the, cause the power imbalance is so great. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Peg is still there on the grace of Cruz, but like him there. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. could end at any moment. I think that's, Rames has said that, and, and he goes, Rames goes, Tom seems to like me, so. I'm, I'm out. Oh, yeah. You need to watch this. It's just, there's just some really, like, like, 
cringe-inducing moments where you see pegging you're like, dude, man, don't, you know what I mean? Aye. And crews being trying to be human and, and yeah. appear as normal, do you know what I mean? And you're like, this is fucking awkward to watch, yeah, but it's interesting. It's only over like 25 minutes, but it's on Sky Movie, so try watch that if you can. It's, um, it's, it's amusing, sir. Look up the interviews with um, Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson doing the junkets. They seem to have a very naturally friendly and nice dynamic. Yeah, a, a proper and one. It, not, not, jo- it doesn't seem fake in any way. It seems genuine, you know. Genuinely, so. no, that, that, this definitely isn't. What, what <laughs> it's, just, just, it's, it's just, it's really, really weird. I think Tom Cruise trying to come across as like a normal person is fucking bizarre anyway. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then just to say, just Simon Pegg in the background, like, you know, like fucking almost with hearts in his eyes. Do you know what I mean? And, and then Hayley Atwell kind of doing the same as well. They're just fanning the ego. And it's like, ooh. But it's it's like strangely watchable, but for all the wrong fucking oh, reasons. Yeah. yeah so check that out as well, if you can. Anyway, next week, Colsey, we have an interesting week. So we'll be discussing at length Oppenheimer, which you've saw. Yes. Uh, well, we'll talk about that at length next week. We've got Barbie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going to see that tomorrow. You've not seen. You have seen that. I've seen um, Barbie. Yeah. Just yeah. visually, thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up. Visually, thumbs yeah. Up. yeah. Um, and also, we've got one on Netflix called The Clone Tyrone. Um, yes. With Jamie Fox and Jamie Fox and John Boyega. John Boyega. So very solid cast. Yeah, it's. I've already seen it, and I'm looking forward to to you watching it, so we can talk about. It. Nice one. Did you manage yeah. to watch Lola this week? Did you manage to find it? I've not Thank managed probably. to track it down yet. I'll need to, I'll need to um, find it. Find Somewhere. You can find us on the number three beers in the movie. Um, are we on the, the new thing yet, Threads? I'm not. I'm waiting to the rest of all join Threads because no one is joining Threads yet. I think Threads is, is, is exploding just now, so I'll jump on that bandwagon. But no one's, uh, using, no one's using it properly. Everyone's still using Twitter. Ah, right, okay, so we're still on Twitter, we're on Facebook yes. and we're on Instagram, so you can find us in all those places. Um, look us up and say hello and talk to us and let us know. Did you enjoy Tom Cruise as much as I did, or did you think Richard has been left high and dry waiting for the next one to come on? I don't know. You tell it us. Feels, I, just, I don't like two partners, Colin. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like two partners. They, they upset me. <laughs> I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been... Three beers in a movie.